Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Getting even more clarity on the Justin Fields situation. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So this was some uh, interesting sound from yesterday, a day after the general manager for the Bears, Ryan Poles, you know, kind of said it without saying it, Perloff, that, you know, they're trying to do right by Justin Fields. You know, this was not an impassioned, like, man, Justin's our guy, and we're riding with him no matter what. They they basically told you, hey, we're going to try to do right by him. We're going to try to clear up any kind of gray area right away, more than insinuating that he is going to be traded. Right. Once you put a trade into the ether, it's out there. I, you know, it's just the media, but everybody now seems to think that they're going to trade Justin Fields, keep the number one pick, and take Caleb Williams. So here was some sound uh, from yesterday. We... We're like 99.9% sure this is yesterday, right? What do you mean? The Justin Field sound we're about to play. Oh, the, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're 99%. Downgrade, downgrade that number. We're 98% sure that this is from yesterday. I say 83.6 at best. <laughs> we're 50-50 on whether this is from yesterday because, as we know, the Internet has come for us all, and it has fooled us all, and the Internet is undefeated when it comes to fooling people. But this video is real. We know that. It's not AI. Justin Fields, uh, let me paint the picture for you. He's in his kitchen. He's dressed casually. uh, And you hear his manager say this. All right, so Justin Fields is clapping his hands. He's jumping up and down, celebrating, and the manager says, hope you're ready to go home. Now, again, we're 50-50 on whether this is from yesterday, but home, Perloff, presumably, would be Georgia, Atlanta. Yeah. Kind of uh, obviously connecting some dots here that he's going to be the next quarterback for the Falcons. Right, and there was also, we mentioned yesterday, a local NBC sports report that Atlanta is the front runner. This makes so much sense. Because Atlanta, I don't think, wants to draft somebody. They're going to miss the top three guys or a little lower in the draft. They want a young quarterback. They have been they tried Desmond Ritter, did not work. Went to Taylor Heineke late in the year, did not work. So this is a perfect fit. I love this. I think Justin Fields 
He's going to get another chance. He's got Zach Robinson will be his offense coordinator, a Sean McVay acolyte. Those guys always seem to work, right? And then you have Raheem Morris, who's a very well-liked coach. Yep. Now, he didn't work his first stint as head coach, but Raheem Morris, who is the Rams defensive coordinator, seems like he's on the way up. Uh, I, I think this is a great fit for Justin Fields. If you're defending the Falcons, you got a really good running game. Uh, obviously, we know about B. John Robinson. Sure. And then you're going to have to deal with Fields. I'm talking RPOs here, Maggie. You're talking my language. Yep. This offense could be dynamic. They've invested a lot in defense. They're probably going to take a top 10 pick on a defensive end. I think this is a, uh, things are looking very, very up in Atlanta. For sure. And, you know, if you ever look at any of those PFF grades or you go to the analytics, their offensive line oh. gets graded really high as well. PFF loves their offensive <laughs> they line. They do. I don't know. But, sure. Uh, why not? So, they have a lot of things going for them right now. And, listen, as much as the Caleb Williams projections are through the roof, right, what is he going to be as an NFL quarterback? Is it going to be Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, the Patrick Mahomes comparisons? Yesterday, uh, two days ago, Ryan Poles, the GM, saying that he's like uh, Mahomes because there are artists and there are surgeons, mm-hmm. you know, two types of quarterbacks. There's artists and there's surgeons, and Mahomes and guys like Caleb Williams are artists and Presumably that means Fields is more of a surgeon. I don't know. No, but, no, no. They're, I think Brock Purdy's a surgeon. Fields is definitely not a surgeon. Well, he's, he kind of made it seem like the artist is what you're going for, right? You can win with a surgeon, but the artist is somebody who is thinking about football in a different way where a surgeon's executing a plan. Oh, I saw it as that means plat- on platform or off platform. Tom Brady was the ultimate, not, he was the ultimate surgeon. Right. And Pat, did he mention Brady? I, no. I mean, so and Mahomes is the ultimate off platform. He'll spin around three times and find someone downfield. So I think an artist, you know, I think a lot of coaches don't want the artist, mm. right? You don't want your guy, Caleb Williams, he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll spin four times and try and find a guy downfield. A lot of coaches hate that stuff. So I think you're going to have to uh, uh, live with it. Mahomes, I think Tom Brady was the ultimate surgeon. Three steps, boom. Sure. Three steps, boom. Three steps, boom. So I think that's similar. But that being said, I understand Mahomes landed in the perfect place, Maggie. He landed with Andy Reid in Kansas City, had a year to sit. Caleb Williams is landing in the exact wrong place. Chicago, who's never had any success. Uh, unproven offensive coordinator in Shane Waldron, who I kind of like. But generally... I, I Potentially think he, a coach on the hot seat, Eberflus, yeah. depending how things go. Exactly. To compare him to Patrick Mahomes, a lot had to go right for Patrick Mahomes to become Patrick Mahomes. And I already worry that things are not looking great for Caleb Williams in Chicago. I worry that this is just a wrong fit. Well, you're fair to wonder, you know, and that's not, even if I think that Caleb Williams is going to live up to every expectation, I think this is the Bears quarterback they've been waiting for. You know, these things are are cyclical. You can't ever say that a team is never going to have a quarterback or that they're always going to be bad or something because we've seen it in the NFL. Even the teams that are historically bad get good again. Look at what the Detroit Lions just made to the NFC Championship game and should have been in the Super Bowl. Look at the Bills finally found a quarterback. The Browns, you know, even like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the the Yucks, you know, finally get their day. Everyone eventually gets their day in the sun, and I think this is the time for Chicago. But that doesn't mean that there's a non-zero chance that this goes really off the rails. I admit that. I think it's he's going to be very similar to Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be a superstar. I think he's going to be an all-pro many times. Uh, but I don't think he's going to get to the Super Bowl in Chicago. Just like Luck. Because there's going to be so many problems. Luck had that horrible offensive line to start. They finally built the offensive line. It was too late because he was too injured. Uh, maybe that was just bad luck. I'm not sure. No pun intended. Yep. And then Trevor Lawrence has the same thing where there's 
uncertainty in the front office, uncertainty at the GM, which is exactly what Caleb Williams is dealing with with Chicago. This is not a great ownership group. So I would just worry that I'm a huge Caleb Williams fan, not to mention the weather, the, it's a windy city, it's outdoors. I know that they might build an indoor stadium, but that's a long way off. Sure. It's just, if I could pick a team, if I'm a huge Caleb Williams fan, this would be the last team. Not the last team. I would not pick this team. Right. I agree. I think they're going to find their quarterback. But even your guy, Josh Allen, hasn't won a Super Bowl. That yep. doesn't mean, I think the expectation for Caleb Williams, he's got to win a Super Bowl, right? Otherwise, he's not going to reach his potential. Well, yeah, Super Bowl is definitely the expectation, but that would be the expectation whether Justin Fields had been there before or not. But I think what's interesting about this with Fields and you know, and all the sort of tea leaves showing that he could be going to Atlanta, Atlanta could be good right away. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not... This, like 10 and 7 good, 11 and 6 good. But this could end up looking like Atlanta won the trade for the first couple years. It's possible because, you know, we're going to be grading on a curve here. If Justin Fields make it, makes it to the playoffs and wins a game, that's going to look better than Caleb Williams, you know, struggles, but maybe that gets close to the playoffs the second year just, just because the expectations are so massive on Caleb. Huh. I, I don't really think that's the case. I think people are savvy enough to know... Justin Fields winning 10 games in Atlanta does not mean that Caleb Williams... I, I'm not uh, sure it'll be... Because Caleb Williams will probably be throw for 4,500 yards and Justin Fields will throw for 3,700 yards. I think the numbers are going to look good for Caleb. Yeah, but I think we tend to just kind of look at the wins and losses, right? Especially when... I know wins are not a quarterback step, but we kind of do that anyway, right? Well, yeah, but are people... Stafford... I mean, I'm sorry, Jared Goff in Detroit. Yeah. I think everyone sort of kind of understands that he's got a great team around him. He's going to no, get $200 million. Well, nobody's comparing Jared Goff right now to Patrick Mahomes. I, I think everyone realize. I think people are savvy enough to take into context the situation of the team. I don't think if, if Justin Fields, for example, goes 10-7, and seven, which I think he will, I don't think people are going to say, like, ooh, the Bears are missing out on that. No, uh, uh, no. This, this is kind of what I mean. Maybe this would be clear. People are, and people, people like me, who put all these expectations on Caleb Williams, we're almost expecting him to be Superman. You laid out all the obstacles that exist just by virtually going to the Bears, right? Yeah. The years of history that are stacked against right. him, right? The the fact they've never developed a quarterback. They don't do that there. They have no history of it, right? So all of these things that he's going to have to overcome, and he's going to just like have to play well in a division that's going to be harder than what Justin Fields is doing. Justin Fields just simply has to be good. I right. don't think anyone's expecting. He yeah. doesn't have to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't have to be Superman. He doesn't have to do any of that stuff. And people will say, good trade. Good trade, Falcons. You might have even won it. Whereas Caleb Williams has all these things yeah. that are kind of standing in his way to greatness. And we're still, people like me, still expecting him to be yeah. amazing. I mean, if you want the blueprint, just look at Jacksonville. Because who are the two generational quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Trevor Lawrence. Since ninth grade, everyone sure. knew. And Caleb Williams, since 11th grade, everyone knew. Yep. These were the surefire number one picks. And I just feel like we know. Do we kill Trevor Lawrence because the Jags aren't winning? Not necessarily, because we know that situation's bad. Right. So and I, I still, think the same thing. I still think gonna, Lawrence could be great. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I'm, but, not, I'm not selling Lawrence. But yet. if he's not, everyone will say, like, oh, that's the Jags' fault. That's what's going to happen mm -hmm. here. If, if Caleb is in, in the Super Bowl, everyone's going to say, oh, that's the Bears' fault. Because he's going to be great. I mean, he's going to be, he's fantastically talented, but it's just so hard to win there. I don't know if he's going to get that same pass. I think that's where you I and I are going to disagree. If he's not good, I think, because listen, they're going to give him every opportunity with every coach. Like how many coaches would you cycle through with Caleb Williams before you would actually blame the quarterback? You know, like he, it's, you're, you're not, you're going to build the whole franchise around him. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields, I saw something. He's going to be on his fourth coordinator 
this year. Uh, it's Always just, such it's just a, a tough situation. Day. Yeah, I, I think that everyone knows the history of the Bears quarterbacks. If this doesn't work, I think more heat comes on Chicago than than Cowboys. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, so that's what's going on right now. We've got this video. We're 50-50 on whether or not it's from recently. <laughs> and it says, hope you're ready to go home. And we're connecting some dots. That means that Justin Fields is going to the Falcons. Yeah, it, this makes so much sense. What's the other option? Kirk Cousins? I just feel like you're way younger and cooler with Justin Fields. <laughs> because I worry a little bit. You're investing a lot in Cousins coming off. The Achilles tear, and Atlanta's got to stay young and build something. Uh, I would agree with you. Although, uh, Kirk Cousins' wife is from Atlanta. Mm. So take that for what it's worth. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, coming up, uh, this NFL Players Association survey that came out. Who got major thumbs up? Who got major thumbs down? We've got all of that for you. Don't, don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This portion of the show is sponsored by the new Hyundai Tucson, available with complimentary class leading Blue Link Plus. Now it's easy to use your phone to control your Tucson. All right, we're doing hype songs today on the Maggie and Perloff show. Uh, this sounds really familiar. I should know this. Is that a movie? Push it to the limit. Oh. What movie is this in? Scarface. Oh. oh. This is the uh, the rise. This is the montage yeah. when everything's going great. Cocaine is flowing. There's an alligator. Making money. There's an alligator on a leash in this one, isn't there? There's a tiger. Tiger. Oh, yeah. a tiger. Right. Why is it every like drug cartel movie has to have some kind of tiger? Because th- wasn't there a tiger in Goodfellas as well? Is there a tiger in Goodfellas? Yeah, they they had a the, the tiger was gifted to Al Pacino's character. In, Goodfellas. Uh, no, sorry, not was in Goodfellas. it Goodfellas? Uh, no. Oh, I'm drawing a blank in now. Godfrey. Oh, no, Donnie no, Brosco. there was a zoo scene. Donnie Brasco. Oh, Donnie Brasco. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, Obviously, Mike Tyson in The Hangover got to have a tiger. Yeah, it's like everybody has to have a tiger. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> Lefty, who was Al Pacino's yeah. character in Donnie Brasco, was gifted a tiger by Sonny Black. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, and, uh, I, I know that movie way too well. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> d- deep down the IMDb. Pablo Escobar had his own zoo in the backyard. Yeah. They did a lot of that in they, they Narcos. Kept, yeah. They escaped, right? Didn't a yeah. lot of those hippopotamuses because escape? Because uh, whoever raided the compound and they all just <laughs> went off into the woods. Yeah, no, I, I think if you're going to be a good drug dealer, you need a tiger. Obviously. I mean, security. But yeah, that that ascent scene from Scarface, like when everything's going well, and it's just like Al Pacino's like got a cigar, laughing, the money's getting thrown out on the table. It's always like the money counter, you know, those automatic money counters that count cash. You can't oh, yeah, be a yeah. drug dealer without one. Oh yeah, um, that really glor- glorified and did not glorify drug dealing. You know, I've seen that movie recently. Very eighties. Really? It's not not quite the. Cinema that I remember it being. Uh, what tipped you off? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's, it's. I think it's on the AFI top hundred list. Like it's known as a great critical movie. Brian De Palma, right? Or yep. yeah, because it's like thought of as an opera. Yeah, I understand. That's yeah. how he wrote it, but it's cheesy. The actual. I don't know. think it's it's viewed as cheesy though, mm. as much as it was cheesy. He I had think like it's a viewed mountain as... of cocaine on his desk that he was like snorting with his whole face. Yeah, I think it's a critical. I mean, I'll bet you, I think it was considered one of the great movies of the 80s. And I'm not sure it is necessarily. Uh, well, you thought that you already knew it was cheesy. It's so over the top, you know, obviously. Like when you put it that, oh, it's like some kind of opera, then it makes a lot more sense. All right. It's well, only archetype characters, there's no nuance. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> you guys just stumbled into one of my favorite topics. What's that? These Escobar hippos. They're oh. called cocaine hippos. Yeah, yeah. And they're like out of control and they actually have to, because they were just left whenever like the house, the land was let go, they just Abandoned. roamed free yeah. and they're recreating and they're hippos, so they're mean and they're like actually needing governmental action to stop these hippos from just wandering through Colombia and messing things up. Mm. This is one of I your favorite it. topics. Love it. <laughs> Wait. Wild hippos that began with Pablo Escobar buying them for his property. So they call them cocaine hippos, but they're not on cocaine. No, not, it's not cocaine bear. These are just cocaine hippos because <laughs> they come from the sequel, him by the way, coming out and the cocaine <laughs> empire. Liam Neeson also yeah. going to be in cocaine hippo, <laughs> along with <laughs> Naked Gun, we found out, the remake. But yeah, they're afraid of them multiplying too quickly and like overrunning this part of the country and they're dangerous to humans yes. uh, 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 so uh, to Bogus's point Colombia last year is sterilizing the cocaine hippos yep. oh, wow. so uh, they can reduce did he that have population. the hippos on the property as security like Dobermans no no no, no. he had an exotic zoo oh, yeah okay. um, did you guys watch Narcos any Narcos yeah. fans yeah for sure great show uh, uh, the one thing that's the worst job in America is sterilizing all right, Columbia, <laughs> sterilizing yeah, an Columbia. angry hippo it's bad there yeah. too how do you sterilize a hippo? That sounds like the hardest thing to do on Earth. Multiple tranquilizer darts. <laughs> you make From it run far. the 40 at the combine in Indy and it falls on itself. <laughs> like Chris Jones. And- There's a terrifying episode of Octonauts where they run into some angry hippo. Anyone seen that one? Because hippos are very they territorial. sterilize it? That's weird for a kid show. Yeah, hippos are very territorial. So Quasi has to get through the hippos without waking them up. Octonauts a great show. They're doing that in Indy too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show too. It's another reason why we should go to the Knicks game tonight. But it's never. Oh, now you want in on the Knicks game? Episodes of Octonauts. What a show! Well, that's because Perloff has these sick tickets, courtesy of his foot doctor. No, no, no. The, I'm not doing the foot doctor tickets tonight. I'm doing oh, I'm my sorry, buddy's buddy's suite, which is also great. Um, sorry, Bogus. That's fine. Carlos, what are you doing tonight? I'm available. <laughs> the odds that Carlos was available were high, unless you were working. 
No, I Carlos like actually does you're way more than man. any of us. Oh, yeah, actually, that's true. Carlos, you're way busier than all of us. Yeah, Carlos, talking are, about? your whereabouts are often unknown. <laughs> no, you can find me at any of my one of my employment places. I'm always working. It's just a matter of where. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. But you are free tonight. But I am free today. Oh, good Carlos to know. Carlos is like pieces on a chessboard, you know? Never, never sure. Multiple pawns. <laughs> Maggie, maybe you can come in some sort of disguise <laughs> to avoid. I thought char- about that. Yeah, just bring a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, people would believe I will have a mustache, right? I was thinking about that, and then I was like, well, the indignity of getting caught. This is like the cover-up being worse than the crime. The indignity of getting caught trying to sneak into the garden with a, with a disguise on is what I can't, I can't risk. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd Just be to get handcuffed by I don't know who. I'm not sure Security. they would handcuff you exactly. I imagine they grab your the upper part of your arm. Like a security guard when they're just not messing around, they grab your arm and then yeah, like push when, you out when, of the street. When Kyrie kicks people out of the stadium, yeah. well, how does that work? <laughs> he points to somebody. He points, and at then a, a big secu- person goes over and kicks out a drunk person. I <laughs> would. I. You guys ever seen Steph Curry live? It's really fun. No, I haven't. Dude, <laughs> shoot from far wait, away. Wait. So anyway, let's work on this. Do we know anybody? Uh, the Foot Doctor tickets are not available. <sighs> uh, we'll work on this, and maybe I can take all all four of you and not bogus. I'm a great time. We could just tweet pictures of ourselves having a great time. That would that sounds mean. Bogish, I would never do that to you. Yes, you would. You wanted to take P to the Super Bowl. That's you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone does it to me. Yeah. Fact. Actually, I guess I would do it to you. Yeah. Uh headlines? No. That's not true. Talk about have your own P to them. That is not true, by the <laughs> way. Maggie definitely wanted to bring you to the Super Bowl. Just so we're That's clear. True. That no. is, she very much wanted to bring you to the Super Bowl. When it was put out there on a microphone, she said Pete. Well, that's just because I said I'd share a room with Pete because yeah. we have the same taste in movies. So the TV's not a, not a, there's like going to be no fighting over what we're going to watch. I'm a great time. Whatever. I'm just going to read news and leave. Uh, enjoy that 12 <laughs> no. school CFP bracket while you can and only be here for the next two seasons. Then further expansion reports said yesterday that 14-team idea is gaining traction. The exact format is unclear, but this setup would likely include multiple guaranteed spots for the Big Ten and SEC. The next round of discussions via video conference expected next week. Quick question. Why do we need automatic bids at all? What are we, children on this playoff committee? Why does it, do we need two ACC, two Big 12 teams? They're setting up such a dumb Field of 14? How many is it? 14. Such a dumb field of 14. I can't see. Why do you need any rules on this? We haven't seen Give me 12 one yet. reason. We haven't seen 12 yet. Can we see if this works? Yeah, they were. I, I agree with you, Colton, but they were never apparently stopping at 12. But here's why. Because we're not adults. Because the country was up in arms that Florida State didn't get in. And that last year to the four-team college football playoffs. No, so I'm, clearly we do need some kind of automatic bid because everyone loses it if a team gets screwed. Yeah, so you're going to keep, like, say, Ole Miss is number 11 in the country. They're not going to get in, so uh, a 7-4 and four pit team can get in out of the ACC? This is, is going to be lead down a bad road. No, there's three at-large bids. So well, the, if I'm, Ole Miss really is that good, then they'll get an at-large. Well, I'm saying they could be number 11, and they there could be three SEC teams and two more ahead of them, and they'll get frozen out. Somebody good is going to – somebody who could potentially win the title is going to get frozen out by the system. Two Big 12, two ACC, I don't see it. Well, think about it. You can have three SEC, and then your three at-large bid could all be from the SEC. It could be, but you know how these things go. And you could have – by the way, you could go eight deep in the SEC and still be way better than the second Big 12 team. Well, let's not get crazy. I mean, the Big 12 is not great, Maggie. 
Well, we, the Big Twelve now has forty-five teams in it, so we can't <laughs> yeah, even name really all the big. members of the Big Twelve. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You're overconfident in the Big Twelve and the ACC compared to the Big Ten and the SEC. I think, especially the way things are headed. Kyle Filipowski cheated death on Saturday at Wake Forest. <laughs> back on the court just four <laughs> days later, making him the betting favorite now for NFL Comeback Player of the Year and NBA Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Filipowski with nine points, ten boards, six assists. His number ten Duke handled Louisville 84-59. I did my best to stay on social media. Like I said, stay locked in with, with the team, stay locked in with the guys, just focus on what's lying ahead because we have such a bright future ahead and we can do great things. So he stayed off social media so he didn't see Maggie say to shut up, let people run you over. <laughs> it's part of the game. And that was the direct quote. <laughs> Kyle Flabowski, shut up. No, I said, uh, let them storm the court. And clearly he was fine, although I checked the box score at halftime. I was like, ooh, <laughs> he's at like four points. How's he look? And then I turned the game on and he looked fine yeah there there is something to be said about him maybe putting himself in a little bit of danger in the collision and then leaving the court like he was willis reed to end up with no <laughs> diagnosable injury well perloff said what is he gonna he can start <laughs> punching people now perloff wants thunderdome yeah oh someone's got to take a shot here uh especially you think people running on the court uh if they beat houston houston those guys are big and strong Yeah, but houston's not going to lose in the first place you know that May, uh, on the road, on the road in college basketball, anything can happen. I just think Kyle Filipowski, I have seen a lot of criticism, by the way, and smart people be like, dude, just get out of the way a little bit faster. Is uh, is now, is it on the team that wins to hustle out of there and be really quick and nimble? Well, yeah, but also to Bo- that's a good point that Bogish made, which is you have no injury, but you are being helped off like they needed a stretcher, like this is some kind of soccer yeah. flop or whatever. It was yeah. like Paul Pierce in the wheelchair. Turns out later it was just because he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, he was waiting right. for a yellow card. Wait, but that was very specific. I mean, he had he tweaked it a little bit. No, nothing. I mean, he didn't have to do no MRI, no X-ray, nothing. He was just sore. That was the gen. That was the official public. And, by the way, he had just played a game, so you know it's like it's not like you're out there, mm. you know, sitting enjoying a lovely afternoon reading a book, and then t- ten thousand people start storming the court. You're playing a basketball game. It's it's the appropriate time, is what I'm saying. So what? What's our? So you got you're anti any policy on court storming. Keep yeah. it as is. Yes. Uh, I just think I'm still maintaining. Oh, sorry. I was Mike off for all that, for that brilliant take. <laughs> Have a little security on the uh, court storming. Just okay, a well, little order. Down a a little, little order here. <laughs> Even if Kyle Filipowski can come out and play a few days later, doesn't mean that the next Kyle Filipowski is going to be tragedy. Oh, no. Jay Billis wants to lock everybody up. Yeah, yeah. I heard Peter King, our friend, went on Dan Lebitard's show, and they asked him about it, and he said, um, "Throw, take away their Scott, take away, uh, kick them out of school. <sighs> Kick them out of school. Kick the court stormers out of yes. school? That's a lot of people to kick out of school. I think you need <laughs> the revenue. They can use the Madison Square Garden software to like facial recognition all these uh, students. <laughs> yeah, just walk into a sociology class. Like, you, out. <laughs> Pack uh, up your stuff. The first Kyle Filipowski was Caitlin Clark. She had 33 more points in number six Iowa's 108-60 route at Minnesota last night. Clark now on 3,650 career points. One more then Lynette Woodard scored from 77 through 81 when women's basketball was not a sanctioned NCAA sport. LeBron scored 19 fourth-quarter points as the Lakers erased a 21-point hole, beating the Clippers 116-112. LeBron scoring or assisting on 11 of his team's 13 buckets in that fourth. He had 34 total points. The Nuggets down 12 early last night. 
then beat up the Kings. Murray has it up the left sideline. Step back three. Yes for Jamal Murray. He's just trying to kill any kind of hope here for Sacramento. He's got 32 points on 13 of 16 shooting. Jason Kosminski on Nuggets Radio Denver. An early 12-point hold and outscored Sacramento 68-22 over an 18-minute stretch spanning Ooh. halftime. Oh. Yeah. Not good. A 46-point 40, differential in 18 minutes. Uh, Murray finished with those 32. Nikola Jokic had 14 points, 14 rebounds, and 11 assists. The T-Wolves alone atop the West this morning, breaking their tie with OKC with a 110-101 home win over the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Would, our boys play tonight, don't they? Is it Chet versus Wemby? That is true. Oh, is that tonight? Yes. Oh, we is should it, do a watch-along party. I definitely need a big night out of Chet. I should go to we that know. game. You need a big month out of Chet. I think <laughs> if he could beat him head-to-head, this would help me a little bit, right? I, I think it's a runaway train. Obviously, uh, if you haven't heard, Perloff has, will have to drive to San Antonio to apologize to Victor Wembanyama if he wins Rookie of the Year because Perloff called him Victor Wembustyama. If Chet scores 25 and dunks on Wemby's head, which seems almost impossible because it's at the rim level, uh, <laughs> then I, I'm good, right? No. No. Um, no shot. You don't think so? I, I don't You guys think really so. don't think that Chet can make a big statement? I think it's tonight. I got to double check that. It's, yeah. at, it's in San Antonio where the Spurs are 5-21 and 21 at home. <laughs> <laughs> so We should be at that game. Honestly, the That'd spread on this game is 10 Let's and drive a half. Down there. <laughs> you better leave. <laughs> have a time machine. Um, it's a 10.5 point spread. They're not even expecting this to be a competitive game. And still, Wemby is rookie of the year even though he can't win a single basketball game. Whatever. He blocked another NBA player without jumping the other day. He just stood there and yeah. blocked him yeah. like he was a. And that's trainer. a positive or is that a negative? Oh, that's a positive. Well, it just says to me, well, you're so tall, you don't even have to jump. Like, then, you know, you should be winning basketball games. Well, and coordinated. Well, did not that coordinated. He didn't even leave his feet. That's <laughs> less coordination. The jump up and block takes more coordination. I don't know. I just think that 11 wins. It's kind of weak. I'm starting to dislike your wins argument more than Maggie's Chet's not a rookie argument. I'm so right about this. And I was right about it with Ben Simmons, and I was right about it with Joel Embiid, and I was right about it for the 10 years I've had this take. Bees what? Chet Holmgren is some old man? How old is Chet Holmgren? he's gotten access to NBA training. He's a second-year player. Yes, training, care, lifestyle. Zero games. Fine, but he's part of the NBA. He's in the union. Like, if you're in the union... You are, that's a year of service. Mm. Can't be a rookie. I'm sorry. Uh, proceed. He, and he, I feel like I have to make this up to Bogish. I feel like, you know, what do we, do I have to like, you know, do we have to go to Disney World or something? Get, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't want you to feel alienated on the show. That's too late. It feels yeah. like. Uh, EJ's not here this morning at NBA headquarters instead, protesting the league's decision to not accept the Knicks protest of that loss in Houston when Jalen Brunson was incorrectly called for a foul, which gave Houston the winning free throws. Colts GM Chris Ballard said yesterday that wideout Michael Pittman will be on their roster next season somehow. He did not commit, though, to using the franchise tag if necessary. Uh, that tag for wideouts valued at $21.1 million for the coming season. Yeah, the- we interviewed him at the Combine, I'm sorry. And uh, he is a baby emu. Really? Michael Pittman, yeah. At the Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl. I'm sorry. What did I say? Combine? Sorry, I got combine on the brain. Uh, yeah. At the Super Bowl. In Indy, and for an Indy player, it makes sense. We uh, He has a farm, and he's got animals on it, and a baby emu had just hatched. 
and he showed us photos of it. Amazing. What else did he have on that farm? Hippos? He had, yes, he <laughs> had a Pablo Escobar-like farm. <laughs> he, he bought one of Pablo Escobar's hippos. And he's from, I think he's from Southern California. None of it made any sense. And he's very nice, by the way, and very tall. Big farmer guy. What do, you get of, what do you get out of an emu? Anything? Like, does it do anything? I don't think so. Eggs? I think oh, eggs. Right. Because he came out of an egg. Right, but you don't, <laughs> you're not scrambling emu eggs up in the morning, are you? Why not? French toast? I think they are edible. I think people do eat, go out of their way to eat emu It'd be eggs. massive. Yeah. Like having a dinosaur egg. You don't got to worry about them flying away. Wait, how big are emus? They're, Maybe the biggest omelet on They're the Earth. second biggest bird behind the ostrich. I don't even think you have, like, you well, know, ostrich eggs are definitely a thing, day. too, right? People, that's a delicacy. You could order ostrich eggs. Yeah, I, want, I, would, I would love to try both. Just have them side by side. Give me an ostrich egg and an emu egg, like right next to each other. You want to do some kind of taste test? Exactly. See what the difference are. I'm like, oh, I can definitely taste emu in this one. Would you rocky uh. do this rocky style where you just swallow the raw egg? Yes. Ooh, you know what? Now we need four eggs. I need two of them cooked, and I'll do two raw. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do two cooked I'll, and two raw. I'll do two. I'll, for the show, I will do two raw, two cooked. I think the, again, hashtag Odyssey Lawyers... No raw eggs on the show. All right, we got to run out of the hole for legal. Yeah. Wait, secret location. You're kidding me. This company is so wimpy. You're telling <laughs> me we can't eat raw eggs Rocky style? I mean, we can't lose <laughs> the Carlos off of a raw emu egg. <laughs> that's a hmm. great story. <laughs> Not for Carlos. Okay, that's, that's content that writes itself. Well, listen, if you don't start doing one-handed push-ups immediately after eating those raw emu <laughs> eggs, then the whole thing was for nothing. Carlos, of all the things you've done in your life, how much risk is there for a raw emu egg? Little. <laughs> yeah, I get that feeling. This man served our country in the military. Still I was, does. I was going to say, the enemy didn't get you. An emu egg did. <laughs> Just <laughs> your totally, luck. Totally America sabotage. <laughs> uh, six NFL teams reportedly preparing a proposal to move the trade deadline from week eight to week 10. They think that would create more moves and then more drama. And congrats to Shohei Otani, still the most secretive person in the world, I'm still not sure if we know what his dog's name is, but we do now know that Otani has taken a lover. There's now a Mrs. Otani. She is also from Japan, and that's all we know. No name, no nothing. However, there is apparently an interview coming out tomorrow with more details. So Otani, healthy, big contract, and now he's married as well. Letting us know on Instagram mm. overnight with almost no information. <laughs> Yeah. Not a coincidence. This is such a funny post, too, because it's clearly written in Japanese and then just translated to English. And he just wrote, to all my friends and fans throughout, I have an announcement to make. Not only have I, have I begun a new chapter of my career with the Dodgers, but I also began a new life with someone from my native country of Japan who is very special to me. And I wanted everyone to know I am now married. I'm excited for what's to come. And thank you for your support. Is the marriage deferred, too? <laughs> it doesn't start. Years? It doesn't start until 2034. Right. He's got a hall pass for a decade, and then then he'll settle down. Well done, Carlos. How many men would take that? Would take what? The hall a, pass? A deferred marriage. It's like I know I got you in the bag for later, and we'll just meet up in ten years. I would have taken that the first time. That <laughs> you'd just be coming home to roost right now. All right. Well, that got really quiet. 855-212-4CBS. Nope. Everyone happily Without married over here. Without getting in trouble. <laughs> 855-212-4227. Uh, Bogish, thank you so much. Let's go to Tony. He's in Michigan. Uh, Bogish mentioned the new proposal for the college football playoff in 2026. It's going to go to 14 teams, we believe. What's up, Tony? Hey, the, the, this whole thing seems ridiculous to me. Mm -hmm. The problem we have right now is 
this was an exception, this playoff series that we just saw, but they're nothing but blowouts. You go to 12 teams, you go to 14 teams, you think you're seeing blowouts now. You get the number one team in the country playing the number number eight or ten when it goes to fourteen. It, it's going to be seventy to nothing in the second quarter. It's ridiculous. It's not even going to be the only. Right, right, right. You're telling me the number ten team can't normally keep within seventy points of the number one team, like Michigan. <laughs> like Michigan this year, what what didn't really kill people like that, did they? No, they didn't. But normally that has been the case. The number one team has blown out the number four team. What what averaged nearly four touchdowns taking the foot off the gas in the second half almost. These games haven't been even remotely interesting, especially the one in four. A one in eight is going to be a lot less interesting. And the only way to make this work is you can't have 130 teams competing for 12 slots because there's not enough parity. You've got to change. You've got to change. If you're going to change college football a little, you've got to change it a lot. Yeah. The, well, but what, So what's the solution? Talent. Is the solution then, Tony – well, this like this is where we're headed. It seems, which would be two conferences, basically the SEC and the Big Ten. So, what do you think that would solve it if you only took teams from the two biggest conferences and said goodbye ACC, goodbye Big Twelve? Because I don't know if that solves it either. No, no, that's not an answer either. I think they got to leave the conference thing behind. They got to break this up into divisions, yeah. maybe six, maybe the divisions of twelve. Just remove college football from the from the conference format. Because right now, I mean, imagine the top three in the SEC and the top three in the Big Ten. Does anyone really think that Penn State or who's number three in the SEC? LSU? LSU, yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do? What would they do in the playoffs this year? Nothing. They couldn't beat any of the top four teams. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, I think the SEC, those teams, LSU would have a chance. Well, the way they played this, I, I picked them to go. I, yeah. I, they were a real disappointment, their performance on the field. And that's another problem. The ranking system, the way they pick teams, picking them randomly. I mean, look at the way they rate NFL teams in the first two weeks. And look at week 10 and 12 and look how they're rated. It just it doesn't work. It's, it's an ebb and flow. It's a moving, living, breathing thing. You need a set format to make the playoffs. This guessing has got to go. Right, right. So you want more how the NFL does it. You win your division, yeah. you get a, a guaranteed playoff spot, and then wild cards are just simply based on record. If they're, if they're going to go the way they're going, I think that's the only way to do it. I, I would have been happy with an eight-team play, playoff and probably in the format they're on now, but when you get to 12 and 14, yeah. I, I just I just don't see how that's good football to watch. Yeah, Tony, thank you. So two, I think Tony's bringing up two things there. One, just the watchability of the game, as you just mentioned, how many blowouts are we going to get? And then two, how are we picking these teams that are getting to the 14 to begin with? And he's yeah. finding issues with both of them. My my issue is the, I'm looking at last year's final rankings. The, the second Big 12 team automatic would have been, I believe, Oklahoma State, who's 16. And the first one, if I'm correct, Arizona is going to be Big 12 next year. Yeah. So Arizona was to finish at 11, and Oklahoma State at 16. So that means Oklahoma State would jump up and get into the thing. So that means I have to jump a good school from another conference. And then the ACC, gosh, Louisville at 19 would be in, I believe. So just those are that's what I'm worried about, those second spots, because the ACC and Big 12 are very inconsistent. You know, the ACC has been boom or bust. I, I feel like, but do you agree that, that they'd be blowouts? I'm curious about that. Like LSU, for example, almost beat Alabama. So if they're in there, they're going to be fine. 
But I could see some other schools maybe getting blown out. Yeah, I, I think you are going to have blowouts in the first yeah. round. But um, I mean, I think LSU, who's 12, could have beaten anybody. But here's year. the thing. You get blowouts all the time in the NCAA tournament in basketball. And what do we remember? We remember the upsets. The upsets still will happen. It's just going to be infrequent. That's what makes them special. Yeah, I don't know if there are going to be that many blowouts. I'm looking at, I think NIL spread out the parity a little bit. Like Oklahoma's 15. They beat Texas. I, I, I'm i not sure they're going to be blowouts. And Mich- he's from Michigan. Michigan's not blowing anybody out. Did they have any blowouts this year? Not really. Uh, What was the final score of the Penn State game? I mean, I it was feel ugly. Like, it was ugly. Trust me, they didn't throw the ball the second half. It was ugly. Yeah, I mean, they're not a 60, 65 to seven team. The anyway, uh, I, I think fourteen's fine. You want eight? If you do eight, you're going to do twelve. You're going to do fourteen. It's going to be when fine. Does it it's end? all going to be good. It ends with great football games on TV. It ends with a great playoff potentially. And Tony has a point about blowouts. I don't even. I can't even guarantee you that, but. It becomes just about the playoffs now. Okay, congratulations. You professionalize your sport. It's compared to most weeks where we're watching Alabama's playing Morgan State or something. There's so many crappy weeks of college football early on. There's so many times Saturday night, like, oh, well, what am I tuning into? And it's like 25, but it's like BC versus Notre Dame. You know, give me, I, I think the college football's regular season is not going to lose that much because it's already kind of weak in September. Nobody schedules anyone anymore. Well, and they definitely won't after this. Uh, thank you, Bogus 855-212-4CBS. More to get into on the college football playoff proposed format uh, to move to 14. Haven't even done 12 yet. Sure. Also, a projection on Dak Prescott's contract with the Cowboys. We do that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Pete, you good? This is Maggie Gray with an Odyssey Sports Minute sponsored by Wrangler. Visit Wrangler.com for the best in denim. Wrangler for the ride of life. This is Maggie Gray with a CBS Sports Minute sponsored by Wrangler. Visit Wrangler.com for the best in denim. Wrangler for the ride of life. The NFL Players Association conducted a survey of more than 1,700 players, and many of the results were shocking, especially when it comes to players' health. Multiple franchises, including the Ravens, Bills, and Cowboys, were reportedly understaffed when it comes to trainers, and players said they do not have access to one-on-one treatments to prepare for games and recover from injuries. In a billion-dollar industry where the health of the players is paramount, how can teams feel they can skip on this? How can teams feel they can skimp on this? I'm Maggie Gray. Forty-five seconds remaining. Thirty seconds remaining. Fifteen seconds. Break ends in five seconds.
our Cowboy Quickie. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Welcome back, by the way. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Okay. A website that we all like, that a lot of people use in our industry for salary stuff, has projected, Perloff, some big quarterback contracts, okay? And Mm -hmm. what people could be looking at. They have made a projection on Dak Prescott. Would you like to hear? Yes. They're projecting a three-year, $180 million contract with $119 million guaranteed at signing with $169 million practically guaranteed. So three years, $180 million for Dak Prescott. Yeah, I was surprised by this because is Dak going to do a three-year deal? That's so short-term. That's like Kirk Cousins' deal with Minnesota, which means we could be dealing with more Dak. I thought it was going to be like some six-year contract for $250 million where it's going to get expensive down the road. This is a lot more short than I thought. The money doesn't surprise me. They're stuck. They're going to have to pay that much. But three years is is nothing because some of the other track assessments were much longer. Well, Dak is 31. Right, so 31. He's got eight more years in the NFL. <laughs> Are we sure? Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. okay, that's your cowboy quickie. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, was Dak going to do that? I mean, he probably would for that money. But I figured Dak would want, like, a long-term contract, like most quarterbacks. Okay, but if I'm him in the way that this has been going with Prescott, he's always wanted shorter deals. And that's one of the big things he's fought Jerry Jones on because how many bites at the apple has Dak Prescott going to get because he keeps signing these shorter deals and he keeps having the Cowboys over a barrel. We're talking, listen, I know it's $119 million guaranteed in this one, but three years, $180 million for Dak Prescott, so we're talking about $60 million a year, just, you know. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty high. Yeah, but three years is really short. It's great. I think the Cowboys should do it. Uh, I'm curious and I'm not an expert at this. If you do three years, though, how do you prorate that signing bonus? Like, aren't you going to get hit really heavily, really short? I think the whole point of the Dak Prescott thing is so you have room to sign guys this offseason, right? So I thought you had to do, like, dummy years at the end. 855-212-4CBS. Our pal Big Dave's in Kentucky, resident Cowboy fan. Hey, Dave, good morning. They should do it. You're pathetic. I mean, of course... On the Dak contract. Oh, I think they should do it, McLevin says. Oh, God, he never changes. The guy <laughs> y'all? Wait, you don't think $60 million a year is fair for Dak? <laughs> I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, listen, on this, on this, uh, the NCAA football playoff yes. thing. New, new proposal, I'll reset it for a new audience. New proposal, 14 teams, three automatic bids from the SEC, three automatic bids from the Big Ten, Two automatic bids from the Big 12, two automatic bids from the ACC, and three, uh, one group of five automatic bid, and then three wild cards. Continue, Dave. Yeah, you know, the thing about it is, it's like you had mentioned, um, we haven't even got to 12, to a 12 team playoff, they're already 14, then it'll be 16. Enjoy, for those of us that have enjoyed college athletics our entire lives, soak this up because. In six to eight years from now, you won't you won't even recognize yep. college football. Um, and like Maggie, you had said, teams are not going to uh, they won't be scheduling anyone in September. You know, it's the regular season 
if we'll put so much emphasis on that. But here's the problem. The SEC, of course, is adding Oklahoma and Texas this year. They're, they're already going to nine conference games in 2026 yep. with the possibility of going to 10 in, 2020, in 2028. So it's not like you can you can pad your schedule with the money to get in. And also, uh, so we're, it's being professionalized from both sides as quickly as it can. How long is it going to be uh, now before – the players form a union, and you have collective bargaining. And oh, it's happening, uh, Dave. It's happening. Three weeks. <laughs> and, and, yeah, right. The problem says wait, wait five seconds, and that's what we're gonna have, Dave. It's great to hear from you. And listen, this is how the powers that be wanted the sport to go. Mm, that, this is that, not the fans. No, this no, is I, the money. This is the money from playoffs and TV dollars drives this. Honestly, the powers that be were ten years behind on this. I think everybody wanted to expand it. And the powers that be wanted to hold on to the bowl game. So they they actually kept progress at bay for a good 15 years. I mean, this this started in the early 2000s. Everyone's like, why aren't you doing a playoff? They're like, because we love the bowl games and they give us free trips and things. Right, right. So I think the powers that be have been really slow on this. Dave's going to watch. Dave's going to watch just like everybody. He can complain that old school college football is gone. The ratings are going to go through the roof. And he'll be front and center. Coming up, it's Thursday at this time, which means we do the metaverse of Maggie and Perloff, explaining the what-ifs and what could have been in sports. This one has to do with the NFL. Get to that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 